Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. Ready, Kafka? <laughs> I'm Jay. Uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Bitch. Oh, the Witch. My ex-wife. I gotta tell you guys, Michael Myers is not in this movie. Um, I don't know if you still don't know that. And that's what happened to the box office. This pissed everybody off, obviously, because you got Halloween 1, Halloween 2. John Carpenter wanted it to end there. They blew fucking Michael and Loomis up, and he wanted to go with what his idea was from the beginning, which is, let's take this shit and make it an anthology. Let's do a different Halloween tale every year. And I think it could have worked if they had done it with Halloween 2. But now that you've got Halloween 1 and 2, and they're both Michael Myers, it shocked people and confused them when they it did it. It would have only three. worked on PBS. We yes. both know this. Actually... Uh, you know, an anthology with the Halloween series, you know, telling different tales, kind of doing a uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark for Adults or Tales from the Crypt would have worked on, I think, cable or, or something like, or an HBO or a Cinemax or something like that with a little booby thrown in there. Ooh. But uh, as far as a movie, like releasing a Halloween <clears throat> movie film every year with a different, like, uh, situation, just using the name Halloween, I don't think that's going to work as, as far as cinema goes. That's probably why. Now, there's nothing wrong with this movie overall. Like this movie, actually, as a movie, if you're just gonna watch it as a movie, and if you can remove the idea that Michael Myers is not gonna be in that slice and tits, uh, it's not a bad. It's not a bad film. There are some problems with it for sure, but there's still solid acting in it throughout. And um, overall, it keeps you engaged if you can just again remove yourself from the idea that Michael's ever gonna pop up and say, "Where's the Lord?" It feels like a fucking John Carpenter movie, though. That's one of the great things about it. Like, the way it's directed, the sound, like, the music. And I know... I, I, yeah, I love when Kurt Russell comes in. <laughs> yeah. But the whole thing, man, it just feels like John Carpenter directed. He didn't... Uh, his longtime friend, Tommy Lee Wallace, directed it. Tommy Lee Wallace was actually up to do uh, Halloween 2, but he didn't like the script. He thought there was too much gore in it, so he didn't want to do that. What the fuck is he that. talking about? There's that gory shit into it all in two. Throughout. Yeah, well, I mean, in 2, you know, they got the needle in the eye and the fucking... The hot bathe face. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Jim. Um, but, yeah. So but what a way to go. <laughs> he directs this. And and it starts out with this fucking guy getting chased by these dudes in suits. And the music here is great, right? But he's running away from these dudes in suits. And one of the worst shots like men in, black motherfuckers. <laughs> in the entire movie <laughs> is when he's, he's struggling with this guy he's fighting. And he, this guy manages to pull the, the jack on this car. And the car comes rolling. And it's the slowest death ever. The car is going like two miles an hour. And this this superhuman power dude is choking him. But the car barely hits him. And he's like... Ugh! It reminded me of the uh, Deadpool scene. You're going to die by a Zamboni. But I just looked at them like debt collectors. They're all around every fucking <laughs> corner and they're relentless as that's, shit. That's a true hidden meaning behind them. They are. They, they, they are like either debt IRS or debt collectors. <laughs> like you're like, it's all good now. Don't worry. They're going to stop calling my phone. And then around the corner, like, <laughs> Gossel says I got to break a thumbs. I got to break a thumbs. Whatever. Uh, Call it. Can I have a job? So this gas station dude takes this dude to the hospital where he's like, there's a storm coming. And this is where you get introduced. <laughs> Riders on the storm. <laughs> you get introduced to classic fucking amazing, the Tom. great one, Tom <laughs> Atkins. Hold on, slow down, slow down. It's getting late. I could use a drink. So good. Who just drinks and gets laid. That's like, I fucking love him. Dude, it's getting late. I could use a drink. That motherfucker looks like the guy that would sell the uh, the uh, paper towels. Uh, the, what, uh, the, not the, it's not Bounty. It's the guy with the big mustache. Brawny. He could be the Brawny dude. <laughs> he looks like the, if he was wearing like a, a plaid shirt and just be like, I always have a Brawny paper towel when I drink my whiskey in the day. Fucking yes. Will we have sex? We will. I'll call you Monday. He could, he could just literally, every time he comes on, there should be a bourbon commercial. I'll call... No, I can't remember the name of the hotel. I'll call you Monday. I gotta go. Bye. 
<laughs> it's just like it, it should be a bourbon commercial. He's constantly like fucking he's smooth. Drinking. He shows up to his to to his. Uh, I guess it's his ex wife. His ex wife, yeah. Uh, and and his kids are there, and he brings them these these Halloween masks, which look a lot like the ones from Halloween too, like the like the paper mache looking ones or whatever. Yeah. But she's and they're like, oh, we already got ours. And then you hear that fucking commercial that three more days till Halloween. Halloween. Tune in at nine for the special giveaway. It's constant through the fucking movie. Well, also it's, you do get that one quick clip of the immortal Halloween, and they do yeah. they do pay some homage to the original Halloween. So that's yeah, pretty cool. And, and that's cool. But this 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 commercial is playing constantly through the movie, and it reminds me of Poltergeist three when they said Carol Ann's name over and over and over. Carol Ann, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. It was just like the, the commercial was constant. Well, and wait, Tom Atkins was I forgot who too. are we looking for in this house. Oh, Carol Ann. Carol Ann. I, I almost forgot. <laughs> you haven't said it more than 500 fucking times. <laughs> and then, uh, so you, you get introduced to the great one, uh, I will say Dr. One thing. Chalice. I want to talk about Dr. Chalice real quick. Now, he comes off, like, he, he is a very quintessential, like, early 80s guy. Like, he's got the, the cool mustache, the Burt Reynolds thing going, and he wears it well. And he's got the, the, the smooth voice. Not, it's, not, it's not Billy D. Williams smooth, but he's, he's got it down to where if he walks in and he's like, Hello? Anybody home? Do I pay bills around here? Like, what? Am I am I chopped liver? He, he kind of reminded me. He kind of reminded me of your, like when we were kids. He kind of reminded me of dad, like my, Mike's dad. Like when you would ask, like, can I stay over tonight? He's like, I don't know. I had to ask my dad. He's like, hey, can uh, can uh, Mike or can Jay and his brother stay over? He's like, uh, getting a little too old for that, aren't you? <laughs> Might want to start being a man. Uh, boys don't sleep together. <laughs> like, it's, it just me, it was like that. I don't know. He was very like Thank God for fun. Matter of fact, dude. Yeah, and but he but he's fucking amazing. He is cool, yeah. So, but he shows up and he's a shitty dad. I mean, he's just the shitty dad. And he's a shitty husband. He bought him masks next time from Walmart. He's like, so how are you kids doing? And then as soon as he gets there, his page is like, I gotta go. Did you see the? Yeah, but did you see those masks? He either got those at fucking Walmart or Big Lots. And you know they, they smell like plastic and cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, you don't like it? You don't like them? Get a fucking job. Here's a pack of cigarettes. I'll go try on her next time. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you since Christmas. <laughs> And he gets called into the hospital for this for this dude who gets wheeled in. And I love the way that the the uh, gas uh, station attendant that wheeled him in is like, "There's not going to be any trouble, is there, Mister? I don't want no trouble." And then as soon as like that dude's like, "We're all going to die," that dude was like, "Fuck, I'm out of here." And he just like beats it out the fucking door. I also like that the guy was still clutching the mask, and they didn't even think to take that away from him when he was like, he was like, he was like, "Yeah, he was talking crazy. I don't know. He just came in. I swear to God, that's all that happened. I swear to God." The fucking the, the way. Like, well, he was like saying, I swear to God, I was like, nobody's accusing you of anything, man. <laughs> what, what's wrong? What else do you guys like? I ain't got no crack. <laughs> the way he walks out, and like, I, I, don't, I don't think I realized it till just now, but the way he walks out and like looks over his shoulder, he does the exact Paul Rudd move in Halloween 6 where he's walking well, he's out with like, the baby and he's like, that's just a guy leaving hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what it looks like when you get your your food from a shady Mexican restaurant. You're like, I've, I've made it. Oh yeah. Um, or when you're at the Sprint store and you feel like you got a great. Or meal. like you're at our age and you went into Spencer's and bought a weird fucking poster. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So and then all of a sudden, and it's a badass scene. Doctor Chalice is like, I need a fucking nap, and he goes. And first, he sexually assaults his he nurse. He grabs her ass, and he's like, I should have married. And she's like, There's cookies in the drawer. And he's like, I should have married you. I want you. Honka honka. <laughs> nice fucking. Mom. 
I like that she's like, uh, she's basically like, he's like James Bond. You know, he's, he's basically like James Bond, but I, I like how she's like, I don't play around now, I play for keeps. Oh shit, you gonna fuck it. There's gonna, a couch on that fucking side of my room. You gonna taste it? You gonna taste it? Yeah, it was a different time. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a totally different time. Definitely. But when he goes to sleep, what you were getting to, and that cool death scene happens. He goes this to drunk is... sleep, by the way. It's a drunk nap. Was he drunk? He's like, I don't know. I'm drunk, and you can tell he had that, like, I had six beers, and now I haven't had anything in two hours. He's like, I need a fucking nap. It was cool, though. He goes and sleeps, uh, the silent sleeps of awesome people like him. And in the meantime, debt collector number one has been has showed up at his door. It's like, you still owe for that fucking student loan. And uh, there's a gnarly ass death scene. Actually, it comes out of nowhere, really, this death scene. Because when he goes into the room and this guy is like kind of recovering or whatever, he like, you know, puts his hand over his mouth and then sticks his fucking fingers. He goes, oh, I got it. I got it. He goes deep into that shit. And you can, oh my God. As as much as they showed, I was like, damn, they're really, because I was like, oh, they're going to, I saw it for a second. And I was like, it's no big deal. <laughs> and because uh, it, you, you, it goes back to his fingers, and it's like, and you can hear it crunching in, and he like fucking, oh my god, it's real nasty. Uh, Deep in that's how you get when like someone throws you a stress ball, and you're like, fucking squeezing. He, yeah, like, he squeezes he, like, the shit out of his head. So deep in there. And then the nurse comes in, she starts. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing in here? What are you doing? He's like. I'm out. <laughs> Seacrest, out. And he, he like walks out of the door and she's like, you know, she starts screaming. Uh, Dr. Chalice wakes up from his drunken stupor, runs out the door and chases. She's like, I'm out, I'm out. And, and, and the guy keeps walking calmly. Uh, he's like, you know, I left my car running. <laughs> I can't believe it. And he walks out the door and then as he's sitting there, uh, you know, Tom Atkins runs out, sees him in the parking lot, says to the guy sitting there and he starts dumping gasoline on himself. That was badass. And then it's like, the coolest way to kill yourself ever. But he, li but he lights himself on fire and immediately the car blows. Up. There was a faulty engine there yeah. at Oldsmobile. What are we doing? Yeah. But it looked that that actually that whole scene reminded me of just what it's like when you get out of work. Just like fuck. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like, like, like what I was thinking though was more along the lines of like when you're sitting at your desk and the day's almost over and your boss comes up to you and you know that you said no three times in a row for overtime, but you, so you have to say yes. So he comes up, he's like, "Hey, can you stay a few more hours?" And you're like. Uh, yeah, 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 I can yeah, do it. Yeah. And then you just, you walk calmly out to your car and you just douse yourself in gasoline and you just end it right there. Uh, but yeah, so, and that whole scene happens and then he wants to investigate it because he's weirded out by the whole fucking thing. Uh, he goes to a bar as Dr. Chalice is one to do and he's sitting there and he's taking shots and that's when you get Halloween on the bar. Uh, on the uh, on the TV screen, that fucking commercial comes on, and I love his reaction. That guy's like, "Don't you have any Halloween spirit here at Ohula Hands?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> he I like how like he gets deep involved in the commercials too. He's like, oh, he mouth breathes because he's holding a shot. He's like, it's like you and you play video games. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I know. I do but that yeah. when I play guitar too. Whenever I'm concentrating, I'm like, but he was into like he was watching. I can only imagine what this guy would think of like Dragon Ball Z. He'd be like. <laughs> can we get some more can we get some like normal shit you're the only guy in a bar because it's a Tuesday night and nobody has any business taking shots Tuesday night at 9.30pm unless you're Dr. Chalice and then but and he has to be at work at 6 yeah. <laughs> he has no interest yeah. in anything until she walks in and he's like no, I don't have any fucking Halloween spirit and then as soon as a hot girl walks in he's like oh hi yeah, she like, was, his interest like well you find smart. out about that girl that walks in she was actually in, in the scene earlier she's the daughter of the guy that got killed early on in the film and um she comes in and finds Dr. Chalice at his favorite bar called Woody's and Fuck. Cause she was like, what did my dad say was the last thing? He was like, he said, I love you. <laughs> like, he didn't even try. He was like, I said, I love you. And then she's like, you're a terrible liar. Hmm. And then he's like, and like again, a different time. Cause if you grab a girl like this, like 1800 fucking lawsuits oh, coming yeah. at your ass. Oh yeah. He grabs her. He's like, wait a minute. 
I want to see you naked. <laughs> That's what he was saying with his eyes, but he was like, you don't know what's going on. Like, I saw this man, he was talking about that we're all going to die, and this crazy shit's going on. What do you know? And then they work out an idea that we need to investigate what's going crazy on. Crazy evil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was Nicolas Cage all over. So they need to, you know, put on their Inspector Gadget panties and really fucking go to town and find out what this whole thing has to do with the Silver Shamrock's mask, which is the mask that he was clutching. And that's where we get into the meat of the potatoes. Yeah, so they go on their investigative journey, and that he's Inspector like, Gadget. He's, he's, he's just trying to get laid the whole time. Oh no, lady! What's this matter? This is a kind of thing! Monday. I'll call you Monday. <laughs> like hangs on the phone, he grabs the six pack and jits to the car. He's like, you're the worst fucking dad ever. But he gets to the car, they go up, they go to this strange little town. Uh, by the way, the, the voice you'll hear on the intercoms is pretty cool. It's actually Jamie Lee Curtis's voice, like talking about curfew and all that other shit. Um, and she's also the voice on the phone at another point. But yeah, they go and they get there. He's like, he's like, we should, uh, cause they get to this town and it's like Stephen King creepiness. Everybody's like staring at him out their windows and he's like, well, we don't want to have conversations in did, front of the whole it, town. We should get a hotel. It kind of reminded me uh, a little bit of towns in our neck of the woods, in our oh, yeah. state, because the way that we look and we drive through a town, a certain type of towns, like, I don't like giving gay boys. We drink <laughs> I don't like no gay boys around here. And like, first off, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not gay. Uh, like, you use jail in your fucking hair? <laughs> yep, I do. You got you gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you got you gonna die. You dead as fuck. We went to uh, Mount Sterling and drank once, and uh, it was I bad. got punched in the face, face by a biker. Yeah, True story. Funny. He wasn't a biker. I think he was just a... He looked like fucking... He was a biker. He was a lonely fucking... It makes drunk. me feel better to know that he was <laughs> I know a biker. He wasn't. I took that punch like a champ. <laughs> you did. Did you just fucking punch me, dude? <laughs> he sounded was, like, he sounded was, like such a... I know, but I was I, too drunk to fight I was back. drunk as fuck because I didn't even realize it was happening. I was on the side, and then when you got drunk, I was like... Okay, because my legs wouldn't work. And then I was like, hey, stop. He's like, get your fucking hands off. This guy me. thought like, I used man. his jukebox quarters. And yeah. I was like, I ain't giving you your 50 cents. <laughs> and then he was like, well, <laughs> you got punched. And he's like, did you fucking punch me, dude? <laughs> it's like that's something another, you would say in like ninth grade. That's another story. That, that, but yeah. that could have happened in that town. So they go there. and, and that's, That town, though, is reminiscent of what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, <laughs> fucking jar. Like, <laughs> you told me. But he goes into the hotel room with her. Where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? That's a dumb question, Miss Grimpage. That's a stupid question. In your vagina. <laughs> but then he uh, walks over there and they have really weird old man <coughs> sex because she's so fucking young. He's so fucking old. Well he gets that well, he gets that boy. Well, he's already he's already loaded his wiener up in. Like he's already cocked the gun and, and exploded the shotgun. And then he was like afterwards, he's like, I bought a sawed off shotgun. Yeah, but then he was like when yeah. the, for their second round, he was like, How old are you again? Like now you're gonna ask? <laughs> yeah, it's a little late. Like, you've already kind of uh, unloaded the semen. A little late, Jim. I said, uh, yeah. and then she's like, I'm older than I look. I was like, I don't know if that makes me feel better or, <laughs> that works. or more turned Sweet. on. <laughs> <laughs> Touch it more, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> So and then and then you you get introduced to the guys behind Trick or Treat Studios. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they make 
great masks, quality content. <laughs> Introduced to the people behind Silver Shamrocks. And this is where the movie, it's, it, 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 it kind of takes a dive because they get into this investigative thing and they're like, oh, we're going to go and we're going to look at the plant we're going to find this. She sees her dad's car. A whole bunch of stuff happens in between. I like the salesman and his family that pulls up because they pull up and they almost hit him with an RV and he gets out and he's like, hi fella, how you doing? It's like the typical salesman. That reminds me of the, 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 the um, dad and, and son in Poltergeist when they're eating baked beans when they open the door and he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? You ain't going to use my electricity. They look like those people, but he's a, he's a jovial fellow and he's just there because he's a top salesman and they got invited to be there. And basically what you find out, to cut it a little bit short here, is that these motherfuckers have stolen a rock from Stonehenge, and they're harnessing the powers it's of like the It's like you Ojibwe. guys couldn't have just gone to the gift shop? It's like you bought a whole goddamn Stonehenge. They're, he's basically Thanos, too, because it, later on he does his, his evil explaining thing, and he's like, yeah, I'm... We're the well, no, but that's the, that's the problem of this movie. It's so... Other, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason to why he's really doing it. Like, he's a gag artist. Like, his whole idea, like, he created, like, sticky toilet paper and shit like that. Like, that's literally what he's created. And he created these masks... He also, he mentions the fact that it's a Celtic, like, uh, druid, druid, oh. druid ritual that they're trying to use the Stonehenge thing for, but there's no real, like, payoff for it. It's yeah. like, he's not going to get extra power for it. Yeah. He's just doing it like, why are you doing this for? He's like, for the lols? Because <laughs> I was bored and you were home. I got gum on my seat. Gum. He had no reason to do it other than like I don't know. I was like I ran out of like ideas. The film does have pretty memorable death scenes as far as like what, the way they're shot and the grotesqueness oh, of them. When he rips that fucking head off, it's like. <laughs> Uh, he took Power Max 5000. <laughs> you can only do that with Power Max 5000 fucking sugar water powder, and muscle powder. There's a bunch of errant <laughs> scenes that go into nothing. Like he has one of his, one of his uh, one of his chicks running, you know, the lab for him trying to investigate this shit, and she gets killed with a fucking drill to the head. And there's you didn't a funny see that though. You know, so they didn't show yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, which they should have. But and there's there's a moment between them that I thought was funny because uh, it just made no sense. He was like he was like. I'd always like to take you to dinner. And she's like, we both know that's not true. And he's like, bye. Well, early <laughs> on like, in the oh. film, he actually, she gave him a kiss. And she's like, he's like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's badass though. Like he can have mystery. He can juggle many women. Yeah. That's he, what he does. He, that Dr. Chalice, man. Finest Christian man I ever Real did see. Real man of genius. Shitty dad, though. That little boy dies the most heinous death. That was that was thing. fucked up. Because you, know? you see him, with, they put that fucking pumpkin mask on, and he's like, yay! <laughs> he watches the fucking special presentation at nine. When he dies and that thing melts and the snakes start to crawl out of his face and the bugs. And, and yeah. Just like the lady next door. It looks like door. my apartment. The lady next door who finds the little <laughs> clip and it like buzzes her and he's like, we had a misfire, Jim. Dude, that was fucking out. Her face was like, Eeyore! Oh, 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 <laughs> the, oh, the one that Short. Well, she took a fucking. She short circuited the fucking thing and it went. Oh! And it her mouth. And she was still alive. She's like, oh, I'm tired. I And then the. Bug, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. I mean, that was a rough death scene. That was nasty. It yeah, was actually shit. done really well as far as makeup and practical effects. Same, like the death scenes in this and the music and the John Carpenter feel of it make it a worthy fucking. But again, movie. the reason why I just don't like it overall, I mean, I like it not overall. It's a, not a bad movie. It's like. But the reasoning behind it is again the old man guy uh, Cochran explains in some way about what Halloween is and stuff yeah we get candy no you don't bitch you get more than that uh, but he kind of explains the ritual or what what's going on or all this but he doesn't really explain why he wants to kill a bunch of kids and their family because it's solid and they, again it's because of lulls I, I don't have anything to do they isn't that's it like he just wants to do it for no reason other than I can do it. I think he wants. They said something like he wasn't getting power, like population control, or something. But you know that's why I said I mentioned he's like Thanos. And but he yeah. dies in the in the in the most anticlimactic way. He like does. two fucking beams hit him, and he's like, 
powder. <laughs> and that's how they kill everybody. Like all those doctors die in one big fail swoop. But yeah, so he escapes and then she Tom goes Atkins. crazy. Right? Tom then, Atkins, you find out that his chick is a fucking robot. Yeah, like it was it the robot the entire time or was she just uh, did she die and then they replaced her with a robot? Uh, fuck he it. fucked a robot. <laughs> Damn, Tom Atkins knows no wrong. <laughs> And then there's this horribly overdrawn sequence between them fighting. And eventually he runs away and he runs back to the guy. The guy, he's like, hey man, I remember you. And he goes in and it's a classic fucking scene. I do love this scene when he gets on the phone and he just knows ABC's number. <laughs> he calls him and he's like, seriously, God damn it, you have to turn this shit off. And they're like, I don't know if I believe it. He's like, seriously, I don't have any proof, but you have to do it. That's what I'm trying to talk to him about CNN, Fox, or MSNBC. Can you turn it off, C-SPAN? No. <laughs> but it's pretty, you know, I love that scene because it's, it's interesting because you put yourself, it's, it's one of those great put yourself in their shoes sequences. Because, like, if you know this and you have seconds and you can save part of the world and you have to explain this TV person who doesn't know you from a prank caller, like, how you would go about that, what you would say. I don't know if you really can How would me, you translate but... your urgency? Like, I found that interesting. And then they get a few of the channels, but they miss one of them. Uh, I like that he didn't tell the kid watching the TV at that moment. He, was like, he wasn't like, hey, get back you away. Just, you could just take the masks off. Like, yeah. Grab them. You could save three lives. Yeah. You chose <laughs> not to. Uh, but, you know, and then his kids may have died. Uh, uh, probably a third of the world's child population died because everybody had those masks. By the way, amazing shot. When you see like the, some of the Halloween shots of the kids running around with those masks. I like, dude, that was, it goes from like different cities, LA yeah. and then Oakland. And yeah, that, that was one. I think the cover for the original Halloween is those kids walking you know, yeah. up on the map in like Hollywood. It looks fucking That was cool. badass. But, but uh, yeah, and I think I read like overall. Stop it! Overall in the film, I'm going to give the film like a 6.0. Like that's really as far as I want to go with it because I did enjoy it. I'm not going to watch it. Like honestly, if I watch Halloween, the series, I would skip Halloween 3 every time just because it doesn't really belong in the series overall. I don't think it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It shouldn't have been tried to put in there with Michael Myers. And they shouldn't use the name Halloween to get asses in the seats. I know why they did it marketing-wise. It was just a shitty way to do it. If it had been something else other than, you know, within a Halloween franchise, it would, be, it would have been an all-right film. Also, I'm going to echo a little bit of uh, uh, Roger Ebert actually gave this a fucking dirty butthole in the ass. Like, it was bad. I mean, he said, well, he, he gave it, a, I think, a one or two. He said that... He thought, he's like, I, and I agree in some way. He's like, this film doesn't know what it is. He's like, is it anti-children? Is it anti-establishment? Is it anti-corporation? Is it anti-this? Is it anti-that? It doesn't even know what its identity is. And then he said at the very end of the movie, they do a classic cop-out and do a nihilistic end. Like, obviously, it's nihilism. Like, nothing mattered what you did. You went all this way, and you went on this adventure to stop some evil, and it still didn't matter. Like, nothing matters at the end because everybody dies. So they're like, it's just a cheap, he was like, it was a cheap cop. I, I echo that sentiment, but I don't have any problem with the nihilistic ending in some films. In this movie, in of itself, I just feel like, I think the problem is, is that they never really established an, an exact plot that they wanted to go with. Yeah, and I, I see that, but I, I enjoy the fact that it ends the way it does. It, it ends kind of on this fucked up, like, holy shit, that was dark, you know, kind of known with him screaming yeah. into the phone and stuff and that dum 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 and you know, just the classicness to it, the, the, the fucking masks that come from it, the, the reason, and I don't think it's so much as a cash grab or trying to use the name of Halloween because this is what John Carpenter <coughs> kind of always wanted the series to go with, so I think it came from an artistic perspective. I actually give this a 7.5. Oh. Yeah, I like it, dude. No, it, feels, it feels like a John Carpenter movie. It isn't perfect. Did you it's got bourbon up your butt. <laughs> it's got some dumb shit in it, man, but I'll be damned if I don't enjoy the fuck out of this movie, even 
for all its flaws. So yeah, um, that's fucking Alan. That's it. Three, Alan three. Uh, moving on, we're gonna have we're gonna bring Michael back now, and it's gonna be fucking fantastic. And yes, uh, so we love your fucking faces. Comment down below what are your all's thoughts on Halloween three. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button. It gives them a say, goddamn wham up in ya. Gotta be quick with sham rocks. You gotta be quick with drink your beer. Ooh. Hit on women at bars. Bum, 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 Grab them. Like in the, if they ask for it. All right, this is different times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I play for keeps. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. We watched a movie. Uh -huh. mm. We watched a movie. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high-quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu.